Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have Troy Millings and Rashad Bilal of the highly successful financial education platform, Earn Your Leisure. Coming up, I talked to Troy and Shad about how they first met, what they consider the biggest money mistakes anyone can make, and what surprised them the most about their sit-down interviews with celebrities and industry change makers. Up next, Troy Millings and Rashad Bilal. Let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, your coworkers, your siblings, your kids, your partner. Share with anyone that you know can use some of this. Good old-fashioned soul food. This week's theme is seek knowledge. Here's a reality check. None of us are born on this earth knowing everything we need to know. Learning is a constant process, an evolution. Even someone like me is still learning about everything from health to finance, wellness, I'm always seeking knowledge. And I'm doing that by listening to friends, mentors, reading, writing about the things I want to know more about. By consuming media that actually educates me, like this very podcast. And the podcast hosted by my friends, our next guest. If you haven't heard of Earn Your Leisure, the podcast, Oh, you about to be blessed because I'm putting you on to it. And it's going to show you so much about financial literacy and beyond. Troy Millings and Rashad Bilal have built a media empire that has become the go-to resource for financial education, not only in the black community, but beyond. I was very fortunate to be a guest on the show. Approximately a year ago today, Troy and Shad flew to Detroit and met me at the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. We talked about everything from the name, image, and likeness rule, the Fab Five, and what it takes to be a founder of a charter school in Detroit. Now they're preparing to host 
the biggest financial summit ever in Atlanta later this month. Coming up, I talked to Troy and Shot about what they think about the relationship between athletes and financial managers. What advice they have for someone who just opened a new bank account and what to expect at this year's Invest Fest. Up next, Troy Millings and Rashad Bilal. It is an honor to welcome my brothers, the incredible Troy Millings and Rashad Bilal to the Renaissance Man podcast. What up, though, my brothers? What up, though? What up, though? Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the hospitality, as always, man. Thank you. No doubt. I appreciate you guys filling a void that our community so desperately needed. And as Curtis Jackson once coined the phrase, get rich or die trying. You guys do a great job of letting us know that financial literacy is a lifestyle and I'm forever grateful. Now I have to ask, in every friendship, there's an origin story. So I'll start with you, Troy. Yes, sir. Tell me about the first time you two met and when you realized you shared similar goals. Uh, so we met in, I was in middle school, he was in elementary school, uh, and this 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 uh, gentleman in our neighborhood was getting the young fellas in the neighborhood together to go do a, a movie. We were going to be extras in a movie, Eddie, with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so basketball, I mean, sports has always been in our lives. So we were on the set of that, and uh, everybody kind of knew who he was. I didn't really know who he was, because I didn't go to elementary school with them. I, I was in a different part of the neighborhood. And... Um, Everybody kept calling him shoddy. So I'm like, yo, I mean, if y'all cool with him, I guess I got to be cool with him too. <laughs> we started and then uh, we ended, I mean, we were living in the same complex at the time. And so I would see him doing his basketball around the complex in the parking lot. My brother was big on, I told you, my brother was, he would dribble with his left hand because of you. Uh, so I, I would just be following him and I would see him every now and then. And then when he came to, to the middle school, high school, it was like, that's it, man. This is going to be my guy. And it's been that way ever since, you know, so it, it started out talking about hip-hop and fashion, and then we ended up playing basketball in high school together, and we've been together ever since. What about you, Shadi? I see you rocking your actively black shirt. <laughs> I'm waiting on my new box. I got some <laughs> that gear as well. <laughs> yeah, man, shout out to actively black. But, yeah, that, you know, it's, yeah, it's, that actually was in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time that we met and uh shout out to our guy Mr. Lopez. It was it was yeah, it started with basketball. Ironically enough, having a conversation with you. Um, you know, basketball was something that I always wanted to do my whole entire life. I told you my fat five story. Like, you know, I was in, I cried. I actually cried when um you lost to Duke. That was, you know, heartbreaking. Uh, like, uh, you know I mean? like uh, you were the people champion. So um, you know, basketball, I thought I was going to the NBA like, you know, so many other kids, but that didn't work out, but, you know, through sports, you know, we, we meet so many great people. And he's one of the people that I actually met through sports early, you know, being an extra in that movie. I don't think our scene ever actually came out, but but we did get to play on the court, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie and Whoopi Goldberg and the whole staff. But uh, nah, man, it's just a power relationship. You know, that was 20 something years ago. 
and we we still together now. So you know, sometimes you you never know where life is going to take you. And I always tell people like you know like never discount the people that are sitting next to you. So many times I think in life we always try to network up. Like we look past the person next to us because they're like, they're not at the level that I want to be. So I want to network up. I want to try to meet Tyler Perry, Steve Harvey, and all of these different celebrities. And these, this is my pathway to success where you honestly could be looking past the person that is is really the most beneficial to you. And I think we're living examples of that. We actually have another partner who's behind the scenes and he grew up with us as well. So we all grew up together um, and we all, you know, started the company and then just just kept climbing together. Well, you guys are changing the game and fulfilling the need in our community and sharing the knowledge about finance with so many people. You guys have been at MSG doing shows, Pat Mary J. Blige break down her tax issues, Steve Harvey talk about finance, Ice Cube. And I'll start with you, Troy. What are some of the most surprising things you've discovered during these candid conversations? Uh, I think the, the the most surprising thing is the vulnerability that these people have had. Like you realize, and my brother said this, he said, this is one of the greatest attributes that we have is that we get to humanize people. Mm. Right? People have seen in such a light that they don't think that they have normal lives and they don't have, you know, transgressions in, in their lives that can affect them um, long term or short term. Uh, so when we get to sit down with these people, they're an open book. And I, I'm really appreciative, appreciative of it. Because people get to learn from it. They can see at the highest level there are mistakes. And even at our level or, or their level, you know, there are mistakes that can be made. But what are we going to do about it? What can we learn from it? I heard that this quote the other night. It was like, you know, a, a smart man uh, learns from his mistakes and never makes them again. But a wise man uh, watches the, the man make the mistakes and decides he's never going to make them at all. Mm. So that's kind of what our show has become, right? People get to hear the experiences and mistakes of people and say, all right, this is a learning lesson. So that I can implement it, that it never have, has to happen to me. Now, what are some of the things you've garnered from, you know, some of these candid conversations with some of the people that you guys have been able to interview? Just, um, you know, that they, they're just like anybody else. A lot of times people look at celebrities and they look at them like they're superhumans, like they're like aliens, right? And it's like when you have conversations with people and you realize that the same problems that you have, they have. It might just be on a bigger scale, right? So it's like, you know, Steve Harvey, right? He went through his tax issues. And that really was because just of a lack of education and understanding, you know, giving power to somebody um, to pay his taxes for him and not staying on top of it. And the person pretty much swindled him out of out of the situation. And that happens all the time, right? Like we trust different people who might give somebody some money and then they run off on it like that. The same issues is just on a bigger scale. Mary J. Lodge, you know, that's really a, a relationship issue. Like how many people go to child support court and have so many different relationship issues? And that's very, very common. It's just like, you know, to hear her say it, it's just on a, on a whole another level because you're thinking like this is Mary J. Blige, but nobody, nobody's exempt from problems or issues. So, you know, a lot of times we just see people as a celebrity and you only see the success. This is why when people, you know, people might um, commit suicide, people, and then it's like, how could this person do this? Like, he has everything. He's rich. Because mm. you, you only see them on television. You only see them the good times. You don't never see the bad times. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So now you get to actually see, like he says, it's humanizing people, right? Where you get to see, okay, yeah, you see me on TV, you see me on tour, 
But this is what you don't see. You don't see me owing $30 million to the IRS. You don't see me having to pay $30,000 a month in spousal support. You don't see me, you know, getting swindled out of millions of dollars. You don't see me, you know, losing a bunch of money in the stock market. Like these are things that's happening, but a lot of times it's just kept secret. And it's, as Troy said, it's a learning experience, not just for their peers, but for everybody else. It's like, okay, now if you can be fully transparent and you can, you know, talk about your good times, but talk about your bad times also, you can help the next generation of people avoid certain mistakes. And this is things that even we learn. Like we learn from different people that we interviewed, like even Steve Harvey, when he was talking about, you know, having his lawyer on salary and not paying them 10% for every deal. And like that kind of makes a lot of sense. You save a lot of money, especially when you start doing bigger, bigger deals. Like it's like, are you paying the manager a percentage? You're paying the road manager a percentage, you're paying the lawyer a percentage before you know it. More percentages left. To have that kind of insight from somebody at that level, I'm like, all right, this is dope. So, yeah, I think that, you know, it, it's really about just sharing experiences. Yeah, I think a dope part, Jalen, is, is the fact that we get to peel back the layers on, on, on people as well, right? And so we know somebody for one thing, whether it be entertainment or it be sports, but when we get to talk to them, it's, you know, there's a business behind this. Here's some of their other interests. Like when we went to your school, for example, it was like, this is incredible. How many people know this has been going on for a decade? Right. How many people know that this is a passion project, like what Detroit means to you? And so that part is dope, too, because even like a guy like Rick Ross, like inside a business, like, yeah, he bought this large estate. But, yeah, he's turned this into a, a situation where he's going to get residual income, even breaking it down, you know, having livestock on the on the property to what he's going to be building inside the property. Like all these things, nobody's looking at. They just see the purchase like, oh, this is this is a big house and this is great. Those nice car shows here. But now nah, there's a business structure behind it. So peeling back the layers, even with Shaq. When he mm-hmm. that long, when he was like, "Yo, man, I, I own a, a lot, like a lot of things that y'all don't even know." The Marilyn, uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe estate, like I have a lot of ownership in that. The name, I'm like, right? Yeah, peeling back those layers, letting people see, like, yeah, this is a business side to people that you don't know and you should. So I joked for years because I was a part of the bling bling era, and I'll never forget taking my oldest daughter to school one day. And I was staying at a hotel in Atlanta, so I didn't want to leave it in my room. And I had this huge bracelet that I called the mansion. And I remember dropping her off at school and opening the door, looking down at my bracelet and like feeling uncomfortable about that purchase. I'm like, this just not a smart thing. It's eight in the morning. I got on this $200,000 bracelet. And it just wasn't a good look at the time for me. And I always joke about that being my, you know, purchase that I regret. So I want to ask both of you guys, as you guys continue to navigate and teach us about finance and earning our leisure. And I'll start with you, Shot. What is one of the worst purchases or worst fiscal decisions that someone can make when they're getting into money? So. I'm going to give you a different type of answer because we we talk about stuff like jewelry and stuff like that. But a lot of times, and shout out to Antoine Walker, we did a dope episode with him. It hasn't come out yet. But you know, a lot of people lose money on things that they think are actually beneficial. Investments. Mm-hmm. He he didn't go, he didn't lose a lot of money by doing nonsense. He lost a lot of money by buying real estate. Yep. Just wasn't properly educated and had issues. So a lot of times you think that you're doing the right thing, but 
you're not. And restaurants is one of the things that every black person, for some reason, as soon as they get money, they want to open a restaurant. And it's one of the hardest businesses to be successful in. So a lot of times, you know, you put money into a business like a restaurant and you think that you're doing something that's beneficial, but you're not a restaurateur. You really just want to go to it just to bring a girl through and be like, Yo, this is my spot. You know what I'm saying? You're not passionate about the business. And before you lose, you, you can end up losing a, a lot of money, right? Real estate is something, even me, I'm going through an issue now. I brought a house and there's a whole bunch of different issues. Knowing contractors, like no understanding the terms that you're signing when you buy a, a piece of land, knowing what's on that land, knowing if you can develop property on that land. Like this is what I'm seeing a lot of times when people, stocks, another thing, right? People, you know, risky investments in stocks, trying to do stock options, trying to treat stocks like it's Las Vegas. In your mind, crypto, people mm. like Dogecoin, people putting a bunch of money and stuff like that they're not educated on. A lot of times now you think that you're doing something beneficial, but you could potentially lose a lot of money in yep. investing if you're not properly educated or if you just do it uh, without, you know, the, the the right information or the right team. So that's something for people to be cautious, especially people that's, you know, really getting into to money, athletes, entertainers, business people. Like, you know, when you first start getting money, you want to just start putting money everywhere. Like, I'm going to put money in here in this barbershop and put money here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep striking out. <laughs> you got like, damn, I, I, I took too many L's this year. Too many L's. <laughs> What about you, Troy? Um, I, I'm I'm he's spot on with that, man. I think the education process is is vitally important. And you know, a lot of times when we don't know what to do with money, we do what we know and that's spend it and mm-hmm. uh be on jewelry. But even even that, right? Jewelry could be an asset to you, right? It, it just depends on what type of jewelry you get. I, I've seen guys who have watch collections that are worth millions and multi-millions, and I've Great. seen guys who have bust out watches to the value doesn't appreciate, right? And so it just depends on what you're doing, but it takes the education behind it, right? That's why, especially in settings, it's good to have a mentor or it's good to have a veteran when we're talking about sports who can tell you about some of those mistakes. That's why it's important that, you know, guys like you share your story. It's like, yeah, I spent this money. It wasn't the right thing to do. Or even with, when you're talking about with Tuan, it's like, yo, I've made these mistakes. Hopefully you don't have to, right? Like hope did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. That's a real, like guys really should be doing that. Like watching the mistakes of others and saying, all right, well, what do we learn from it? How can we execute to uh, make the, make sure that, that we can use it to our advantage in the future? So I'm glad you guys brought up Antoine because I'll never forget, and that's my brother, watching the documentary Broke and being a part of the sports family and fraternity and thinking this. We highlight the athletes who ultimately make different decisions, poor decisions, and end up losing a lot of money. And Shad, I'll start with you on this one. Why don't we talk about the managers, the agents, and the people that they were paying to manage their money and expose them? We only talk about the athletes. We only talk about Steve Harvey paid somebody. Mary J. Bosch paid somebody. Antoine Walker paid somebody for fiscal literacy. And that, per- that person failed them. But then the person that's the public figure get the shame. But the person that they were paying 
gets to go on and manage other people's money. You know, for sure. And this is even Fat Joe went to jail. He went to jail for, for um, tax evasion, but his accountant wasn't paying his taxes. Another another story. So it's definitely um, it's like victim shaming almost like, you know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. when you, you constantly, you know, look at these. All right, these people are stupid. They lost all this money. They, they were multimillionaires. Now they're broke. But it's like, yeah, they didn't go broke for, for, for no reason. And it's a system. It's a system right. that's in place from the lawyer to the agent to the businessman and to the to the financial advisor where the whole the whole entire system needs to be um brought out to the light and reshaped and and this is things that it's been happening for years and it's been happening with people that are vulnerable and you're vulnerable when you're not educated and they understand that so they prey on people that are young People that come from different, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds, people that have low level of education and they keep them ignorant on purpose. And that even when we spoke to Al Harrington, we spoke to Al Harrington and he was saying like his first rookie contract, he had like a three million dollar deal, something like that. And he was like, at the end of his contract, he had fifty thousand dollars left. Luckily, for him, he was able to play for another you know, 14 years. But let's say if he broke his leg, but what if he didn't play? Right now you have fifty thousand dollars in your twenty because he came in when he was eighteen, actually out of high school, twenty one years old with fifty thousand dollars. And he said the main difference he fired his financial advisor because the financial advisor never taught him anything. It was just let me do what I'm doing, and then if you need money, just let me know and I'll send you money. And he, when he got his new financial advisor, that was one of the things that he really was was you know keen on is I don't want to just trust you. I want you to educate me. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's extremely important. So all anybody should be you know going through the education process whether that's with a lawyer an accountant a cpa you should never just trust somebody blindly you should always have them educate you on the process because they might not be here forever right so you need to know exactly what's going on with your money but you're right i mean there definitely needs to be more attention to to that epidemic they need to have documentaries about that Mm -hmm. kevin garnett so many different people Some people, right? They can have a whole, you know, series on business managers that have robbed their clients. But like you said, the headline is more sensational when you make it about the athlete going broke, but you never really talk about the people that made them go broke. Yeah. And the other other end of that spectrum, right? Like, where's the 30 for 30 for Junior Bridgman? We haven't seen that, right? Somebody who's in business. No doubt. Where's the 30 30 for, you know, Jamal Mashburn, who was doing incredible mm-hmm. in Kentucky, or Vinny Johnson, who's doing incredible stuff right now. There, there awesome. isn't one that exists. And Chauncey Billis, before he was the Portland coach, what he was doing with the franchises, yep. like, that never gets covered. That's why, you know, it's important that, you know, our platform is here for people who are doing things like that in business so we can highlight so it can be something that's inspirational and aspirational for our community. Well, because, it's, because it's not highlighted and it's not celebrated. It's a narrative play. So I think, like you said, that's one of the reasons why our platform is so important because we have right. to be with the narrative that's played. So if they can continuously paint a narrative of dumb athletes, go broke, they're going to do stupid things with their money, then when you think of an athlete, that's what you have in your mind, mm-hmm. right? right? Now, if you can say, okay, look at these all these success stories. Look at Jalen Rose's school that he's building. Look at this. Look at Lou Aldane investing in Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's show a different side where you're not just a dumb athlete now you start to change the narrative. It's the same thing with rap, right? If we can just paint a narrative of 
rappers, they all ignorant. They all gonna kill each other. They all, you know, right. gang, different things in the nation. And it's like, okay, well, what about the La Russells of the world? What, what about the Toby, the Wigways of the world? Like, what about this different? J. Cole, there, there are different alternatives, yeah. but we have to highlight, we have to change the narrative. And that's one of the powerful things with media. Yeah, and me. And now it's like we have the power to shape our own narrative. For so long, the narrative was being shaped for us. But now we get we get to reshape things and now we get to change the narrative, right? And paint a different picture than the one that has been provided for us. Yeah, it's the unlearn and relearn process. I love that. And congratulations. For the third year in a row, you gentlemen, Earn Your Leisure family, are hosting the largest financial literacy festival in the world. That is crazy. Congratulations. Can you give us any behind-the-scenes preview on who and what to expect this year? Yeah, and Best Fest, August 25th through the 27th in Atlanta. Man, this this is going to be crazy. We got, we got Robert Smith. We got... Diddy, we got Rich Paul, we got Maverick Carter, we got Tabitha Brown, we got Lala Anthony, we got oh, McKissick, Junior Bridgman. Junior Bridgman, we got my brother Al Harrington, Baron Davis, so many, so many people, Kathy Woods, which is one of the most successful female investors of all time. So, man, we can just keep going on and on, Jeezy. So <laughs> the idea of it is, you know, it have festivals like Rolling Loud and musical festivals where they bring a bunch of artists together, right? And those have become extremely popular. So it's like, all right, well, if they can do that with entertainment and music, then we can do it with business. Blend everything together, have food trucks, have some musical performances, but really focused around education. So have panels, fireside chats, one-on-one conversations. Um, and interview people at the highest level mm-hmm. and learn about, you know, everything from AI to crypto to real estate to everything. And it's over three days in Atlanta. And we started it, you know, two years ago, three years ago now. And uh, it's been going up ever since. Every year it's gotten bigger and bigger. And um, it's just an amazing experience to see, man. You got you got to pull up one, one year. Yeah, Whenever yeah. you're free, you got to pull up. up. This year, I literally just wrote it down. I don't know. My I mean, kids grew up in Atlanta. I got a crib down there in Alpharetta. I'm pulling up this year. I was at Robert Smith's 60th birthday party. Okay. <laughs> Usher came out and performed before he um changed the game and went to Vegas and started breaking up relationships and things That's like that. Right. That's my guy. But before I let you guys get out of here, I got a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. You ready to do this? Let's do it. All right, cool. I see y'all on social media with the drip, 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 drip. I just took a picture of your outfit the other day, Shot. I'm like, I need a fit just like that one. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, showing love. What's your go-to outfit? Both of you guys that y'all was like, you know what? I would just clean it in a board of health that day. <laughs> go-to outfit. You know, I'll go with go-to fabric these days. You know, I change periodically, but right now I'm in a silk phase. I'm in a silk my life, so I just I just love the way it just feels. So I, I'm just soaked out these days. My whole life. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we are we are exploring with the fabrics. We are exploring with the fabrics. We'll do silk. Uh, I got a velour short suit. Uh, uh, we got this this uh, luxurious uh, cotton fabric that I've been wearing. But my favorite one over the past couple of weeks has been uh, my satin, my black satin suit I wore it to a wedding 
uh, in Italy. Shout out to our partner to be Stevens who got married. It was a black satin suit with a satin tie. I seen Brian had wore something like that. I'm like, I called Mike B. I said, Mike, look. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I got another one for you. And I'll start with you, Troy. Yeah. What's your number one advice to give any young person that just opened their first bank account? Oh, this is easy. And I say this a lot because it's a, it's a line that I heard in 1997. From the great Sheik Luch, she said, plan for the future because you're going to be older a lot longer than you're going to be younger. L-O-X, D-Block! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the line of the century for me because it encompasses so much. So if you're starting that bank account, make sure uh, that you understand the amount of money that you're going to be putting in it every month, if not every week. Uh, also, make sure that you know what type of incentives you get from the bank for having that bank account. A lot of times people don't know that you know banks will offer certain things to new clients. Uh, so get education around that. Uh, make sure you diversify. Don't just have one, right? Some banks, like I said, they offer different incentives. So open a few bank accounts at a, a couple of uh, franchises uh, to make sure that you diversify. What about you, Shot? Advice for the first bank account? Yeah, just um, I think I heard Meek Mill say this, but um, save your money, and one day it'll save you. So mm. just, you know, periodically, just put put money away. Just put money away. $100, $50, $10, whatever you can. You know, you want to invest as well. But um, at some point in time, it's going to rain. So you got to have your umbrella. So, you know, if you don't have any money saved, if you never learn to save money, then you're always going to, you're always going to have issues in life. So learn learn to save. Discipline is extremely important. And I'm literally right now um, in Chicago, ran into Meek yesterday. And this is going to fly under the radar. But... He just talked to me about having the psychological freedom of owning his own material now. Mm. He just talked about like, I feel free. I feel creative. Like nobody telling me what single to put out. Nobody telling me what joint venture to do. And that now has just unlocked his psychological um, career and look for my brother's next project. And last. But certainly not least, and I love and appreciate you, brothers. And I can't wait to come represent in Atlanta later this month. And I'll start with you, Troy. Give yeah. the world three words to describe invest best. Uh, monumental, life-changing, must-see. Mm. I hated the words. <laughs> what about you, Shot? Three words to describe invest best. I mean, I'll start with historic. It's never been done before, so it's definitely historic. Impactful, for sure. And um, biggest. And that's that's how we can end it with the biggest. The biggest. <laughs> Very fitting. <laughs> I love that. And again, like I said, I love and appreciate you, brothers. Can't wait to break bread with y'all soon. The cultural kings of financial literacy. Thank you guys for taking the time. Appreciate the love. Love always. Appreciate man. you, brother. Thank you. Last call. Last call. I'd like to thank Troy and Shaw for stopping by the podcast. All of us can use some financial literacy and education. And I'm proud that they're stepping up for our community in that way. One thing that stuck out to me about Troy and Rashad. It's how every conversation they have with highly successful people on their podcast 
they lead with curiosity and honesty. It's so helpful for someone like Steve Harvey or billionaire Robert Smith to show everyone what it's truly like building a career, a portfolio, matter of fact, an empire, and the mistakes and the sacrifices that it actually took to get where they are. The reason they're able to share their testimony in that way is because Troy and Shad approached their interviews and the questions they ask with skill and love. So I ask you this, who is someone you admire and want to emulate as you continue your path to greatness? Whoever it is, just remember, even your heroes are human beings. They started from where you are and had to overcome life's obstacles, which means you can too. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.